Good morning. We're here for the final day, Friday of this week, for our devotions. And again, we're going to close it out here in the sanctuary. Uh, where we'll be ready for worship this coming week. So, we're looking at Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, ninth chapter, verses 16 to 27. And today, today um, we're going to talk about, well, in order to win the week, the God of the heavens became a baby. He became weak. Not, not only did he become, become human, he took it a, a step further. And, and he played the role of a, of a son, a servant, and a physician. At the end and the climax of this slavery that he, he, he put himself under, Jesus took the ultimate step of weakness when he became not only man, but sinful man on the cross. Jesus experienced the ultimate weakness and experiencing death and the wrath of God on that tree. Not only did the, did the God of the heavens come down to this earth, but he even went down to the depths of hell to take us from his own wrath and rescue us from Satan's grasp. Why did he do this? What made him do this? He, he, he became all things to all men. So by, by all possible means, he might save some. Jesus didn't have to do these things. He was perfectly righteous and holy in heaven. He, he didn't need us there. Yet, in his grace, in his grace, and in his mercy, Jesus wanted us there with him. So he became weak in order to win the weak. It is that weakness, that weakness of the cross that makes us sit in humble awe and gratitude. You see, God gave up all of his rights, all of his strength, just to make you and me strong. Now, we... we we see a world of, of weak slaves throughout our society, don't we? We, we see young men and young women who, who have no set of rules and are, and are living by whatever their bodies tell them to do. We see slaves of guilt and slaves of depravity. We, we are living among the brothers of the rich men. Remember we talked about that on Monday. People who are, who, are, who are blind to the danger that they are in. While we, with our eyes of faith, see the eternal pathways of heaven and of hell. We see the danger of our friends, the dangers of our neighbors, and even the dangers of our enemies. That they're all in. We're not like Lazarus. We can still talk to them. We can still make the effort. Oh, most certainly it will take time. It will take time. Time to get to know somebody you never met. So that you can gain the trust to tell them about Christ. It may take money. Money to send missionaries out into the world to places where you and I can't go. 
It may take risk. The willingness to try and to say something, even if you're afraid of saying the wrong thing. It may take courage, opening up the possibility of being laughed at or, or ridiculed. Every situation is different, and so in every opportunity, so is every opportunity. No matter what situation that you have, just say in your mind, whatever it takes God. Can you say that right now? Whatever it takes God. Whatever it takes, beat me, humble me, ridicule me, make me weak, do what you want. Com compel me with Christ to spread the light of Christ and save as many souls as possible. Paul gives us the awesome example of what Christ can do through and with someone. The point of this week's devotion, however, is not to say, Lord, make me like Paul. You and I are not Paul. You and I have been given the same Holy Spirit and the same forgiveness that Paul was given. Your situation and my situation is completely unique and different from Paul's. God hasn't called you to spread the gospel in Asia. Or maybe he has. But you do have your own circle of family and friends to witness to right here, right where you're at. All I'm telling you today is first and foremost, focus on the gospel. Remember always that, that you are forgiven and that Christ died for you. Ask God for the courage and the zeal to say to God, whatever it takes, Lord, whatever it takes, I'm here to serve. I want others to know about Christ. You may not win thousands or even hundreds to Christ. But even if the Holy Spirit brings one, just one convert through your service, it will be worth the effort. Trust me on that one. The possibility of seeing one more person, one more person in heaven, is all the compulsion I believe we need. And spread the gospel. Let's pray. Lord God, use me. Use me as you wish. So that at least one more person might come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Amen. I pray you said that with me. You all have a great weekend. Uh, Nine o'clock. Sunday worship service online. Uh, Sunday morning at 11, from 11 to 1, we'll have distribution of communion in our, in our parking lot here at Trinity in Reading. And then next, then Wednesday, which will be Ash Wednesday, we'll take care of um, this, this, dispersing ashes um, from 11 to 12, and also from 5 to 6, also in our parking lot can't make that time on Wednesday and you still like to get some ashes, just give me a call and we'll set up an appointment. You can come by the church and church, and uh, we'll give it to you here. And then on Sunday the 20, 21st, so a week from this Sunday, we will we'll be back in our, in our sanctuary for worship. We'll also have an online worship. Both will be at 9 o'clock. Um, 
We'll be limited. There's lots of limitations that um, we're still under. So you still need to wear a mask. You um, need to register. You need to be checked before you come in. And, and we need to social distance so we can only allow somewhere between 40 or 50 people in the sanctuary at this time. 9 o'clock. So do register. It'll be on our webpage shortly um, it, if it's not already there. And you can register for worship service. So hope to see you online. Hope to see you at the sanctuary. Hope to see you... Um, Communion, hope to see you Wednesday. Um, you have a blessed day. And remember, bless somebody. Tell them about Jesus. Take care.